Welcome to our study of the authority of the Bible here on the Radio Bible Course. In Hebrews chapter 1, we read this, In many and various ways God spoke of old to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. It declares that God has spoken. How? Well, in former times, through prophets, but in these last days, by his Son. Did God speak through Jesus? Well, Jesus claimed to be speaking for God. He claimed to be God's spokesman in everything that he said. More than that, Jesus said, When you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And if you don't honor me, you don't honor the Father who sent me. Now, we have seen in a number of gospel passages how Jesus declared that the writings of Moses were words that God commanded. He left no room for doubt that the Pentateuch, meaning those first five books written by Moses, was the word of God. Likewise, Matthew said that it was the Lord speaking through Isaiah in Matthew chapter 1, 22, and by Hosea in Matthew chapter 2, 15, when he quoted from those prophets and said it was the Lord speaking through those prophets. In both passages, both authors are mentioned in the same passage, Hosea and the Lord, Isaiah and the Lord. There's a dual authorship of the Old Testament. Now we turn our attention to the book of Acts, where additional confirmation of inspiration of the Bible is found. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 15, it reads, In those days Peter stood up among the brethren, the company of persons was in all about a hundred and twenty, and said, Brethren, the scripture had to be fulfilled which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who was guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in this ministry. Now this man bought a field with the reward of his wickedness, and falling headlong he burst open in the middle, and all his bowels gushed out. And it became known to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the field was called in their language Akeldama, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his habitation become desolate, and let there be no one to live in it, and, quote, his office let another take. The setting here is a meeting of the early Christians following the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus into heaven. Peter met with those 120 disciples, and he began to call attention to the fact that the Scripture had said something about Judas, who betrayed Jesus. He said, The Holy Spirit spoke by David's mouth. Where did David speak these things? The first quotation is taken from Psalm 69, verse 25, 
when Peter quoted it and said, Let his habitation become desolate, and let there be no one to live in it. The second quotation, which Peter makes, is from Psalm 109. Listen to what God said about this character Judas, 1,000 years before Judas was born. Appoint a wicked man against him. Let an accuser bring him to trial. When he is tried, let him come forth guilty. Let his prayer be counted as sin. His office let another take. We see here, then, that God's Spirit put in the mind and mouth of David to foretell those exact events. For those who have doubts about the Word of God, there is nothing like fulfilled prophecy to convince us that what God has said has been fulfilled, and there was no way that a man could have foretold these. God must have been speaking through him. And the apostles certainly believed that God was speaking through those Old Testament prophets. In Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, we read in verse 14, But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea, and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and give ear to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Notice, he is going to quote from the prophet Joel. Quote, And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Yea, and on my men servants and my maid servants in those days I will pour out my Spirit, and they shall prophesy. Peter here is explaining that what happened on the day of Pentecost was the pouring out of the Spirit on all flesh as prophesied by the prophet Joel. And then he says, God declares it. God was speaking through Joel. Well, the filling of the disciples in this chapter enabled them to speak things about God which would otherwise not be possible. These men spoke God's word. For example, in verse 11, it said, We hear them telling in our own languages the mighty works of God. And in verse 4, it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, that means languages, as the Spirit gave them utterance. How could they speak in other languages? These were men from Galilee. They were not educated. They were filled with the message in a language. It was the message of God. God told them what to say, and they could speak it in another man's language. This is the amazing fact of the filling of the Spirit. There are eight uses of the word filling in the Gospel of Luke and in the book of Acts. And this word is used every time to express the filling of the Spirit for the purpose of speaking. A person isn't filled with the Spirit simply to be full of something. He is expected to do something. And he, in every case, did something. Those who were filled with the Spirit spoke for the Spirit. 
They spoke the Spirit's message to people. Look at a couple of these examples. In Luke chapter 1, verse 39, we read, In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a city of Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and did what? Listen to it, verse 42. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, quote, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the voice of your greeting came to my ears, the babe in my womb leaped for joy, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Now, how did Elizabeth possibly know that within Mary was her Lord, that embryo, Jesus? It was because the Spirit gave her a message. He filled her with his message so she could proclaim it. Luke chapter 1 has another example of the filling of the Spirit, and that's in verse 67. It reads, And his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David." as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life." you realize what Zechariah here is saying is the word of God? God is speaking through Zechariah. The Spirit filled him with this message. And he continues then, addressing particularly his newborn son, John the Baptist. And he said in verse 76, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God when the day shall dawn upon us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. All of that was the word of God. The Spirit filled Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, with his word. Am I filled with the Spirit like Zechariah was? In no way. I teach the Bible. I study the Bible. I memorize the Bible. But I am not filled with the Spirit's message to be able to speak. I speak as a man and as a teacher, and probably a rather poor teacher at that. Nevertheless, I am different. I do not speak with the authority of God. I can only explain what is written by those who were filled with God's Spirit and wrote for us these holy scriptures. Now, someone may say, but doesn't the Bible say 
or command that we should be filled with the Spirit? It does. In Ephesians chapter 5. But there he uses a different word. And the meaning of it there is to be controlled by the Spirit. It's not the same word which the writers of our Bible gave us when they talked about the Spirit filling men to speak. We have two Greek words here, and without understanding those, you cannot understand the filling of the Spirit. The Word of God came by the Spirit's inspiration, and the Word of God can change a life, but not if we ignore it. That's why the Radio Bible Course is encouraging people to put the Word of God in their hearts. We have a Bible teaching memory program to help you get started on learning the Word of God. We have selected 16 critical scripture passages which we think every Christian should know and have printed these on cards for your convenience. On the back side of each card are notes to assist you in learning the intended meaning of the passage according to its context. This is more than a memory program. It's a Bible teaching memory program, and best of all, it's free. When you request this first set of cards, we will also send along a pamphlet explaining how you can be successful in Scripture memory. And if you have any doubts about your eternal destiny and would like to know what God's Word teaches that a person must do to get to heaven, write for our free booklet entitled Heaven's Password. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calipota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.com.